listening to the Talking Troops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Your one-stop for non-stop basketball talk. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talking True Hoops, on Twitter and Instagram. Now, here's Tip Off with Rob and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Episode number 21, Nick. We got some action packed basketball talk, not just NBA. A lot of stuff happened in the world of basketball this past week. Yeah, crazy week considering we only had three days of basketball. Of, of NBA yeah, basketball. Yeah. Still a little bit of college basketball mix in there. We're getting, we're, we're ramping it up a little bit closer to March Madness. Championship week next week. Yeah, so it's going to be an extremely exciting time for basketball heading right into the thick of it. But we're going to start uh, with the NBA. Greg Popovich, when asked by reporters about Kawhi Leonard's situation and his injury situation, Pop said that he'd be surprised if Leonard returns this season, and when asked to clarify, he said, well, we only have X number of games left in the season, and he's still not ready to go. So Kawhi Leonard is looking like he's not going to play for the rest of the year. Maybe if the San Antonio Spurs make a deep playoff run, maybe. They're still in the third seed right now. If they make a deep playoff run, maybe he could possibly return. Highly unlikely in my mind for him to they, – they should just – I think the Spurs are smart enough to know Kawhi Leonard hasn't played enough basketball that if you just throw him back out there, it's going to be bad for the team and just not a good fit with what they're doing right now. Obviously, he's the best player on their team, but it's not going to work out being that he just had so much time missed with the injury. Yeah, I mean, chem- team chemistry is very important. I'm sure Pop will figure that out if he comes back because Kawhi Leonard is a top-five player when healthy. But, Absolutely, but is he healthy? That's the that's the question. Yes, that's the one. That's the big question. Is he? Is it also like a, it's a mind game as well, coming back from such a serious injury? Yeah. So I don't know how um, mentally ready Kawhi Leonard is. Yeah, and to they come back from and, and of course it's continuing to throw out the the situation like we we talked about with ESPN and Jalen Rose breaking the story that he's not happy, and they're still throwing that stuff out there. They are, yeah. And I, I still don't see it as legitimate claims until it's directly from Kawhi's camp or, you know, some legitimate claims that make you think, yeah, I think he wants out because they're, they're saying, you know, the rumors are like, oh, he maybe wants to go be a max player in Los Angeles. Now, Nick, looking at his personality, do you think Kawhi Leonard's a guy – Obviously, he probably wants money. They're all NBA players. They want to get money. If they're looking for a max deal, do you think Kawhi Leonard really wants to go to Los Angeles? Well, Kawhi Leonard, he did play basketball in California. Okay. So, I don't know. San Diego State? Yeah, I don't know if he's from California. But, you know, it all depends on what he wants to do. He's still under contract. So he's not. He is from L.A. Yeah, and he I, is from L.A. Rob. So I mean, the whole everyone, just overall with the whole L.A. and free agency thing, I think it's kind of just not. L.A. is not a spot anymore that people really look to that you see because a lot of these teams like San Antonio or these small market teams have been able to build. They can now spend money. Obviously, the 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 amount of money that they can spend is going down in the next couple of years because of the TV deals and everything. Like ESPN's drawing back on how much they're paying the NBA. But L.A., I just don't see it as as glamorous. The same thing with, like, the Knicks and all these other big market teams. You know, people are okay. Look at what happened with OKC. Paul George may even end up staying in that small market team with Russ and Mello. It's just I don't see L.A. as being as big as big an influence in terms of the city. Obviously, it still is, well, but I, for 
Kawhi Leonard especially, I don't see that as Kawhi's still in the contract for uh, till twenty twenty, so he's not going anywhere because yeah. I doubt they're going to trade him. Pop will no. most likely he's gonna talk to him. Maybe he'll bring in another superstar. Yeah, and he's that's gonna he's gonna do the same thing he did with Aldrich, and I think that's it. I, they're in the third seed right now, which is crazy, and they're still playing really good basketball just because that just shows you how good Greg Popovich in that San Antonio system is. They so, literally don't have that many superstars, or and they are producing because of how how good of a coach he is. He's possible coach of the year. You never know. Yeah, possibly. And moving on. To the huge news. Big news here. Big news. Going away from the NBA for a little bit. Going to college basketball. Huge NCAA FBI investigation. Cracking down on a bunch of bunch of players, bunch of teams for paying their players, of course. Yahoo released the story. Possible offenders in the college basketball who accepted money from uh, the university and investors. I think that the big player from reading the story... It, a lot of it came from uh, ex-sports agent, yeah, AAU, AAU and all that stuff. But ex-agent Andy Miller, who was uh, mentioned in the story, so he was doing a lot of, you know, deals. That's that's usually what happens with sports agents. So one of the bigger ones that's still in college that was uh, discussed in the report was uh, DeAndre Ayton, who received a whopping one hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. From allegedly, allegedly, uh, I believe. I, it was the reason that they they were able to fi- find this was uh, Sean Miller was heard on a wiretap asking if you know DeAndre Ayton was getting the hundred thousand dollars so he could commit to Arizona. So I don't think it was specifically who, where the money was coming from, but that's a uh, that's a lot of money and I, and a lot of, including some of the other players that were on the list. Top, Cur- well, let's, yeah. Before we go there, let's talk about players that are still in college basketball yeah. that are on the uh, investigation. Um, Michigan State Miles Bridges. Mm-hmm. He's under investigation. Duke's Wendell Carter, Kentucky's Kevin Knox, Alabama Colin Saxton. These are all top fifteen players in the NBA draft. Absolutely. And you know what? They're, they're still playing college basketball. Yeah, and I. It's been you know you got to wait to see, but these guys. A lot of people are predicting DeAndre Ayton's probably not going to play another game of college oh, basketball. He played. I know he played the other day. Yeah. Sean Miller sat out, but they're thinking the NCAA is kind of getting something ready to uh to crack down on these guys and my feelings on the ncaa it's so dumb i think it's just you got to pay these players i i really think and the argument can be made that oh they're getting a huge amount for scholarship they're already going to school for free but these kids come from backgrounds that are very tough and they're not able to they're not even allowed to have a college job or no. like a, a job on campus or anything like that so they're getting no kind of revenue if well, what the school is getting is ridiculous as well yeah, from all these players and the NCAA. You get a $70,000 scholarship for, say, DeAndre Ayton, and he's doubling and tripling the amount of money that plus. you're – Yeah, plus for what he's giving you for that program. So I think it's very shady from what – everyone knows the NCAA is just playing around, and it's just – they're not being fair to these kids and what they should be getting – receiving. You know, they can't even have a job on campus. That's just well, – that's mind-boggling. The be- I would say tweet of tweet of the week was the big baller brand sending out a tweet with, like, a thinking face emoji when players are accepting money because, you know, they're in the works of having their junior – Their youth basketball, youth basketball kind of thing. thing for players just to get paid while, yeah. you know, in between the high school to NBA stage, you know? I'm undefeated. Never lost. Yeah, and I think – I mean, it's a – it's a good concept by LeVar and the big baller brand. I don't know if they're the ones that are going to carry it out, but I think if the NCAA doesn't 
you know, they, they're saying that it's either going to go two ways. It's going to be they're going to double down and continue to, you know, put more penalties and everything on people, or they're going to change the rules a bit. I think they're going to double down and they're going to continue to be the NCAA. Yeah, there's no debate there, I think, Rob. Yeah, and the way I think probably it's not going to be what LeVar and the big baller brand does, but I think there will eventually come a time where kids, because there are like recruits out of high school, not everyone can just go straight out of the NBA, straight out of high school into the the lottery. So it's going to be kind of tough. So maybe there will be another kind of program or something that helps along these guys that don't want to mess around with the NCAA and and need some kind of support before they get to the next level, which they're aspiring to be in the NBA. Yeah, well, we've seen a lot more players going overseas in the last, like, three years yeah. in comparison to prior. But um, the thing that, that I think we should look into for these all these investigations is the coaches because you have somebody like John Calpari who's multiple times have been has been in these situations yeah. and has gotten out. Or we have Tom Izzo, who's last month has been on – so many yeah, different he's, levels. He's on, been uh, on yeah, he's investigations. had investigations. Yeah, very, very troubling for Tom Izzo. So And I, somehow Duke gets away with it too with Wendell. Well, they're starting to kind of get a little bit of speculation. Some, speculation, right? yeah, absolutely especially with how they just got the three huge recruits mm-hmm. um the other the from the past couple weeks. So they're everyone's under a microscope right now in the in NCAA and then you look at some of the players that are currently in the NBA, they probably won't be affected by this but no. you look at Kyle Kuzma, Dennis Smith Jr., Markel Fultz, Josh Jackson, Kyle Lowry, Kyle O'Quinn, Nerlens Noel, your boy Isaiah Whitehead. Yep. And if you look at the report, I mean it's excluding DeAndre Ayton because this is a large amount of money that he was getting a hundred thousand dollars. But if you look at some of these other guys that are getting money, Dennis Smith got a Dennis Smith got a pretty hefty amount. It's about a scholarship. He got forty three thousand dollars. That's that's a good amount of money. But then you look at guys like Kyle Lowry. Okay, he gets five thousand dollars. Kyle O'Quinn gets a thousand dollars. Markel Fultz gets ten thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a. If you look at the guys that are on these lists, some one guy got Kendall Gray. I don't know. Does he play in the NBA now? Kendall no, Gray. No. I don't know. But he's only getting one hundred seventy dollars. Is that even worth mentioning on the yeah. report? Yeah, I guess because you're not allowed to. Take you're anything. going out to get a dinner or something, and some guy pays for it. And no, that's you, not allowed. I know it's not that's allowed, insane. and it's just it's mind-boggling that they would even that they would even see this that as a problem within the NCAA, and it's just ridiculous to see that they're cracking down on these kids, and it's. I don't know. It's just, it's a too bad of a situation, but there's going to be a lot more information coming out about how the NCAA is going to handle it. Shout and out, uh, yeah, shout out to the NCAA for dropping this right before the tournament. So now we have teams that what timing? Really? What what terrible timing? Because we oh. I would have you know what I would have loved to see DeAndre Aiden in March Madness. Now I'm not going to have to. Arizona, I was picking Arizona to go far. You know that um, they also got hit with Trier. Got suspended. Another, for perform- stare, another another Arizona guy suspended for performance enhancing drugs. He was the, he was last year. Yep. He was the guy that got suspended last year again. So, so someone's got to tell him to stop going to GNC and getting these. You know, they're down to nothing. Arizona's gone yeah, too. And Sh- yeah, Sharif is Sharif, Sharif is out of decommitted. there. Decommitted. So, I mean, the big problem Ooh. that the NCAA has that they're thinking is, if they were to start paying players, then you got to kind of they would become a full commercial enterprise basically and have to pay across all athletic programs cuz yeah. but if you if you're like oh well, what do you mean if you're going to you're going to pay the college basketball team and the football team a lot of money 
but what about the other athletic like soccer or yeah, hockey? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there is definitely. I feel like there's definitely a way. Obviously, I'm not as knowledgeable as some of the guys in the NCAA and how they would have to handle it. But there's got to be some way to tell their worth and what they mean to the program. Because there's there's teams like like a soccer team or I don't know what other like hockey. a baseball team, hockey team that bring in some sort of money. Yeah. That's more than well, what BU, for example, has done like top hockey school yeah that's how they get their money they don't get it from their basketball team that sucks yeah so there's got to be ways that you know you could tell what's worth in the athletic program so they're they're you know oh we don't want to you know have to do it to all the you can the basketball programs and the football programs are definitely making enough money for you to make make some changes make some definite changes so and then getting a little bit more specific we'll move on with rick patino had a interesting week himself yeah with that press conference the other day and uh the 2013 championship is vacated it's it's gone oh wow so that's gone what what are they they got to take down the banner they got to get rid of all the so they can't give the the ncaa can't give the championship to michigan which i think is ridiculous so there's just no chance i mean but there's no champion that just doesn't that makes no sense yeah it's the same thing when they took reggie bush's heisman away it's insane. They're just there's no Heisman. It, no, that year there's just nothing. I, which is just, it boggles my mind. Because obviously they won the game and they deserve that terms of you know victory, but it's just ridiculous that you should hand it to the the second guy because it's just like an empty space in history of you know you got this team that won and then oh there's just an empty spot. So it's ridiculous. well they took they took Michigan's Final Fours away with Chris Webber in the Fab Five. Yeah, but I don't think they ever won. So. No, but they had the banners of fi- yeah, Final Four true. and they. Nope. True, but I think like, it, should, ridiculous. It, it should be treated a little bit different for the champion, but that's just, you know, that's a side. But looking at Rick Patino, he's uh, under some. he got under some trouble, and then obviously he, he got out of Louisville, and he's kind of defending himself to saying, uh, I'm innocent until really proven guilty because he says there's some empty spots and some plot they holes are. within. There are some plot holes. Uh, some holes within the the investigation and shout out to the fbi because they're investigating all this in the ncaa coming in is it really kind of worth what you know what they should be investigating here in college basketball and what terms they should should actually be investigating it i don't know it just seems kind of shaky but yeah uh they're looking at the fbi is looking at bribery for louisville and how they brought in you know a bunch of prostitutes to party with the with the uh with the players the recruits and everything so clearly he's doing some shifties, but my argument towards that is there's there's a bunch of schools that are doing that kind oh, of stuff, yeah. and he's just the one that got caught ran red handed, and obviously or honestly I would say that it's just like Rick Pitino, like come on dude, like you can't everyone else is doing this, you get caught like this, but he's been a, a he's got to get a he's got to get rid of his tattoo on his back. Yeah, how's that gonna work out? He's I got mean, the I don't L. Know. Well, you can't take a champion away. You can't. Because that year they were the best team. Yeah. You so I mean? real people when they're like when he goes on the when he goes in the pool, it's be like, Oh, I can tell that he, that they was were a Spencer Ware year where he broke his leg. Yeah. And they rallied. So like what are you gonna take that away from those guys, those players, that well, you know, that college? No. Yeah. Like, everybody's still gonna say they were the yeah, better nah. team. I mean they will be Trey Burke and yeah, the boys. There'll be a little uh Timmy right, Hardaway. Tim Hardaway Junior. There'll be a little little rivalry. Uh, smack talk from the Kentucky fans saying, "Oh, you guys don't have a banner, and that's just it's vacated, and we're actually, you know, 
we're better than you guys in the past decade and everything. Oh, so, wow. Because what? One national championship one national as well cha- from yeah. Kentucky? And I don't know what they're going to do this year either. So it's kind of kind of weird for Kentucky. But Patino's actually suing the university $37.6 million Good for, him. for the breach of contract. Yeah, I, <laughs> I could see why he's doing it. I mean, he's got to defend himself. But Patino, I don't know. He just comes off as kind of like. It's his New York personality. Yeah, but he just comes off as a sleazy kind of guy. I don't want to talk, ba- but like he just does. He All just right. he's been doing stuff for a while. He's been in the college game doing stuff. I mean, he's You're still right. got that national championship with uh, Kentucky, so yeah. he's a successful coach. But he really wants that Louisville one. But I, I mean, he's a repeat offender. So the NC NCAA, he's a repeat offender of things that have gone on that have not been what they've liked in the yep. NCAA. So I could see why they finally were like and the university were kind of like, all right, we gotta cut ties with this guy. His time is probably up. I'd do you think he's gonna coach anywhere ever well, again? He's sixty five years old right now. Yeah. So he's a little he's older as well. I'm not really sure like who will give him a job. They don't want maybe that like around. maybe a uh but you a could lower see, level college, yeah. Team, you like could Division see, three you could see like, like yeah. No, well, I could see a low D one team try to like get him, try to build up build the program. program. Yeah, know? that's what, like kind of similar to what uh, with uh, SMU when they got Larry Brown. I mean, SMU yeah. was kind of a bigger program a while ago, but Tulsa, they needed to kind of rebuild. Tulsa now has uh, Mike Dunleavy, senior. Yeah, so they're trying to get. I mean, he could he could end yeah. up being like that. I could see that. So. NCAA and college basketball had a crazy week, and it'll probably get even crazier with March Madness coming in mm-hmm. hot. So th- it, it should be fun. More college basketball talk for sure. We'll probably have some. Mar- we'll have our March Madness special and preview in a couple weeks uh, around championship or conference championship weekend and around Selection Sunday. So that should be that should be a fun time. So we're gonna quickly mention two big news for the NBA. Kind of a sad situation to see go along with the Dallas Mavericks they're under some Mark Cuban and the whole Mavericks organization is under some some hot water with uh, the story broken by Sports Illustrated regarding sexual harassment incidences uh, incidents within the Mavericks organization not involving the players it involved uh, CEO Tadurma Usuri and uh, was the main culprit and he uh, actually left the organization in 2015 but uh yeah, if you just read the story on SI, it's kind of it's kind of crazy, and people are going after Mark Cuban. He also hired this uh, beat writer for Mavericks.com, Earl K. Sneed, and they've been repeat offense. Uh, you know, if you read through the report, Usuri would say stuff that was just crazy to women, that was crazy offensive, and not good to have in the workplace, and there was a glaring quote that came out that said, don't get trapped in an elevator with the president from what some of the uh, employees were saying at the within the Mavericks organization and Sneed was uh, involved with domestic disputes incidents that happened with his girlfriend prior to being hired with the Mavericks organization and then he also had some situations when he was there that were bad so and a lot of people are looking at Cuban and they're like this was happening under your watch but my I can kind of see both sides of it because he's got a lot of stuff going on in his life. He's a billionaire and he's got a lot of stuff. So you can't really have everything under a microscope from his perspective, but this is just terrible to see happen within this organization, especially with how he's 
criticize the NFL and everything and the political yeah, world. So that's exactly what I have to say because I think Mark Cuban he he oversteps his boundaries a lot of the times, especially because he's very outspoken. Yeah, and you know what he thinks. You know, I get a very like cocky arrogance from Mark Cuban and his vibe. I'm not a big fan of Mark Cuban. I think that he got lucky that he got Dirk Nowitzki. That's that's basically it because other than that, the man has not drafted anybody besides yeah. Dirk. He, he has terrible drafts. All he does is put money into people, like occasionally. Other than that, I don't think he's such a phenomenal owner. Um, and it, with this situation, I know he's he does have a lot. He does have a lot of businesses. He's on Shark Tank. He does. The, you know, he's a billionaire. He's got a lot of his hands tied with a lot of things, but mm-hmm. he's got to surround himself with people that he could trust and yeah. don't have situations the, like this. There's the, nothing in it. That's the big thing. It. The big thing that was pointed out was Cuban actually gave kind of sneak, not really a second chance, but kind of helped him along through a situation, obviously, because he was priorly, you know, looked at as being a problem domestically with his girlfriend and everything so everyone's like kind of looking at it so he did somewhat have an involvement or knowing of what was going on so it's a terrible situation for the Mavericks and they really got to clean out whatever was terrible in that that situation and what was happening because it's not a good look for the organization and Mark Cuban's under some real hot water and some real fire right now yeah so and uh, and especially after he also got the six hundred thousand uh, dollar fine, fine for <laughs> he said it on Dr. J's podcast, saying that he got a uh, that he's he wants the, he wants the team to tank. So typical, typical outspoken Cuban caught himself in uh, a little jam, and that's why uh, you know when he tried to buy a baseball team, they didn't allow him the MLB because <laughs> they didn't want an outspoken guy like that. And exactly, we understand Mark Cuban. You're trying to tank. You don't need to announce it. Yeah. Like, we know. We keep know. It on, Your keep team it under sucks. Wraps. You don't want to say it. Especially Magic Johnson got got um, fined for just saying something about a player. Who was it? I, I can't exactly remember. But he was just talking about one team, and he was, like, just saying, oh, they're really good or this, that, and the other. And the NBA is like, you can't talk about it. Yeah, Fine. exactly. So Come keep on. your mouth shut. Just don't say anything. Keep it shut. So it's a terrible situation with the Mavs. We're going to have to see how that how that plays out but before we head into some more storylines a new segment that we're going to also debut today we're going to go through nick's studs and bums all right here's nick with this week's fantasy studs and bums so you know we only had three like three days of basketball this weekend so i'm going to do a little preview of who i think will be studs and bums for the rest of the year let's start with studs we have a healthy d'angelo russell his minutes will increase in the second half of the year and i think he will be a 20 and 7 type of guy i think he is a must-have on your fantasy team coming down the stretch in the playoffs he is the man in brooklyn we'll get those clutch shots at the end he'll get the ball in his hands that's what you want he he's i think a stud to look at for the future in addition, Tobias Harris, he's been on here before for being a stud. The man should have been an all-star in the East but got robbed. But regardless, he's been averaging 18-5 and five in the first half of the year. And I think in the second half of the year, he's going to increase because the Clippers are surprisingly in that eighth seed. And, you know, who else do they have they, he, that could go get his, like Tobias Harris? Tobias Harris? Team, besides it, Lou Williams. Yeah. But, like, Tobias Harris, I really like. I think he's going to have a monster second half. Yeah, and he's been shooting the ball really well from yep. three, and he's just uh, really improved his game very well. 
over these uh, past couple of years, and I think L.A. is a good spot for him, and he's been playing well so far. Yeah, let's go to the bums. On the flip side, we're going to start with Harrison Barnes, the ex-Golden State Warrior, Dallas Maverick, bum, because they are tanking, so I see feel like his minutes will look at, decrease. Yeah, look for a lot of DNPs from Harrison yes. Barnes. Minutes decrease. Keep him healthy for next year. But he's if they're going to do anything next yeah, well, year. Yeah, well, that he's averaging 18 right now and six and a half, which is actually pretty good. Now nah, he's a him. good, he's a good, he's ball a good player. player from UNC. But, I like Harrison Barnes. But you got to look at it in the context yeah. of the rest of the Mavericks organization right now that they're just in, like Mark Cuban said, they're in uh, full tank mode. So even though the the NBA is going to crack down on them, he's still going to be like, all right, we're going to suck yeah. and we're just going to continue to go for the lottery. So that's why I think Harrison Barnes is going to decrease Absolutely. in his uh, stock. Another guy, Alfred Payton. You know, he's he's hovering around 13 points and um, six and a half assists in 30 minutes. I think he's going to go decrease now with his trade to Phoenix as well. I think that the – he just – I don't like him there. That's, yeah. That's basically I'm, it. I think I don't think Alfred well, Payton's going to do that gonna well. he's going to hop in as the starting point guard, I'd say, and he's had uh, a couple okay games so far. He had a double-double the, the last game, 13 and 11. But that – that Phoenix team is just so weird. Very bad. They're just a bad team. They stink! Look for him to have, like, on and off nights. But I don't think because of the new situation that he has in Phoenix that he's going to be as productive as he was in with Orlando, even though both teams suck really bad. But I, I don't know. I, I agree to see that it's going to it's gonna have to be played out and see how, how he fits in. But I could see him definitely taking a, a decrease in his production Maybe next year when it pot when the new season starts up next year he'll uh, he'll have a little better better time being uh, acclimated to the situation in Phoenix. So that's a that's an interesting uh, yeah. take right there. So new segment we got a new segment called free throws and we're just gonna go through some uh, some short little sections and some topics. We're gonna start with uh, Derek Rose got bailed on by the T- Minnesota Timberwolves and I find this absolutely hilarious <laughs> because they were like oh. By the Wolves and the Washington Wizards, yes. they were both like, "Oh, we need him. He's a good backup point guard." And they like, they they thought to themselves, "They're like, wait, is he really that good that we should take a chance on him? No, is he not. mentally there? No, he's not there." So, and Timberwolves already got Tyus Jones, who's a good backup player. He's a younger guy. I like Tyus. I think he's a good solid player. And John Wall is out, and he's going to be playing back uh, in, in a couple weeks. And Sadoransky for the Wizards has been good. Oh, I love Sadoransky. Actually, he's. And, time. and Tim Frazier, I'd rather take a shot with Tim Frazier. And Rose has only played 16 games with the Cavs this year. Average like around like 9 or 10 points. So, Do you think uh, Derrick Rose is done? Mentally, I think he's done. I think his watching him physically, I think he's not like completely done. But no, I'm mentally, saying, like, mentally he's checked out. Will, he's he, get checked another, out. will he get another contract? Uh, like one-year deals, veteran minimum. Okay. Well. That, that's the most he's going to get. All right. Let's move on. The new playoff format that was talked about by Adam Silver a tad bit over the All-Star break is they're having the idea to do 1 through 16 top seeds for the playoff format. No more East and West. It's been around. It's been on. The absolute dumbest idea that you could have ever take. You're so dumb. You are really dumb. For real. Like the All-Star game, it's like okay to have. Like I, I don't care like. You know, I was even a little shaky on that, but I was like, okay, it's an all-star game. Like, fans want to see, like, everyone team up with different players. Like, they don't want to just see the Western. It had a good ending, too, so. Yeah, it had. It clearly made a difference. I don't think that next year, I think it could easily just go back to being 200 to 170. So, 
the score of the game. So I don't think it's going to be as good as it was this year. But back to the playoff seating, LeBron talked about it. It's just a dumb idea. Like he he said the same thing. It's okay to fiddle with the All Star game because nothing matters in there. But when you're talking about the actual implications of the playoffs, no, you like, can't. You're completely right. The first round, I don't know about the standings right now, but when it was proposed over the weekend before the game started uh, back up after the All-Star break, it was like the Cavs would play the Denver Nuggets in the first yeah, round. Yeah, that was it. I think the Cavs could honestly lose to the Denver Nuggets. Nuggets are good. Like, yeah. They're a good team, and that would really screw over the Cavs and like the Celtics because they'd have to play actual good Western Conference teams. Like five through Five through eight, in the bottom half of the conference, you would think is like, ah, oh, it's okay. They're like on the bubble teams. They're not that good. They're good teams. Like they could play. So, so basically, what I get from here is two two points to bring out. The first is you're gonna lose rivalries. You're gonna lose rivalries mm-hmm. where you see teams playing each other back to back. You know, three years in a row. Hopefully, we see another Boston Washington playoff series. That like, was a good series. Those man. are entertaining. Like. That's yeah. what you get when you have conferences. You're, you know, rivals like the Brooklyn Nets versus the Knicks. It's, cr- it's cross river rival. Like that's what people want to see. You get to trash talk with your region. So that's what I see when Eastern West. I think it should remain the same. Also, you know, they're talking about how the West is so stacked, so stacked. You know what? The East was stacked in the '90s as well. Yeah, it's so always going like, to flip flop. It flip flops. The power switch. Ten years. Know? Ten years. The Eastern Conference. Soon the one, East will be good. Yeah. yeah, one through eight may just be juggernauts. So it's just don't do the one through sixteen, please. Like, don't do that NBA. It's and so dumb. Rob, if you looked at it, the one to sixteen, it's still eight teams in the East, eight teams in the West. Yeah, so, so there's it doesn't no, really there's make no, a difference. Absolutely no point in doing it. It's just so dumb. It would just switch up the. Who plays who, and yeah. probably have a weird NBA Finals, to be honest with you, or not a weird. It would just be Golden State versus, like I don't know, another Western Conference team. Maybe Basically, the Rock, yeah. maybe the Rockets, maybe the Rockets. So yeah, insane. Now another free throw. We got James Harden had forty one against the Nuggets, and this brought up a lot of interesting, a lot of yeah, uh, calls by the referees because he mm-hmm. was pushing off and doing a lot of James Harden kind of things in his game everyone you know listeners will probably know James Harden pushes off a lot and he gets a lot of calls and he goes to the free throw lines a lot free throw line a lot and I think the other the last year he had the most free throw attempts and he like earlier in the year this year he was talking about he's like complaining I'm not getting calls it's like all right James like let's calm down like you're sounding a bit like LeBron or a lot like LeBron so I mean listen should he or should the NBA and the Nuggets is it valid to know like, or, like, be upset about these calls? I say absolutely. Well, you know, the officiating all year has been all over the place. You know, NBA players have had problems with them. They've been very outspoken, coaches as well. But I think overall they got to get the rule straight on the push-off on what is, you know. An what, offensive foul and what's just, not. Yeah, what's an offensive foul, what's not, especially because no one plays defense now. So no one plays defense. Oh, and by the way, we'll point this out. Last yeah. <laughs> last last week, we forgot to mention the defensive player of the year. The reason we didn't was because no one plays defense. No one plays defense. No one plays defense. But if I had to make a choice for defensive player of the year, Draymond. Draymond probably. But although Joel Embiid is pretty nice, I like Joel Embiid. Yeah, he he's, is. He's playing good defense this year. So shout out to uh, you know Draymond Green will get that. Yeah, I think. probably. But yeah, so yeah, James Harden he does get a lot of calls. I think unnecessary calls another guy like James Harden that gets just enormous amounts of calls that you just like want to put your head through a wall is DeMar DeRozan but that's what happens when you're good you get those calls 
So, you know, I mean, Daryl Morey Morey also came out and said James Harden is the best ISO player of all time. All time. All time. That's a bit aggressive. Come on. That's aggressive. Tell me Kobe Kobe, Jordan. And then the point that could be made about this, too, is – He's whenever he whenever James Harden plays, it's always whenever he gets a lot of his ISO buckets, it's usually off a switch of a screen that yeah, comes from right. Clint Capella, right. and then he'll come out and a big will start guarding him, and then it's like oh, open season for a bucket. That's yeah. really what it is. And Good James point. Harden, if you look at like Jordan and Mike and Jordan and Kobe, and even like some of the more ISO players or a little older or newer ISO players that in their younger days like Melo or. Kevin Durant or still Kevin Durant and like LeBron they in his earlier days where defense wasn't really a lot of screen switching and everything like that they were being guarded by their position and their you know their equals if yeah you you're will. completely right so James Harden has got a little bit of a little bit of an advantage I'd say yeah for his iso ball but he's definitely getting way too many calls and the game yesterday against the the Denver Nuggets was just ridiculous. My whole Instagram feed was looking through just James Harden getting these ridiculous calls and Wilson Chandler and Jamal Murray just looking at the refs and like just being so frustrated. It was ridiculous. Yeah, so. next free throw, uh, Jimmy Butler injury. Uh, you know, he's probably out to at least the playoffs. He had a meniscus injury, he had surgery done already. Four to six weeks. Four to six weeks. Listen. Sucks for my fantasy. At least it's not an team. ACL. So uh, yeah, that's something good to look a, out for Minnesota. Yeah, it's only a meniscus. Only, but, it, you know, it's a lot. But still, not ACL, won't be out for the rest of the year. Hopefully comes back for the playoffs. And uh, the Wolves pick up what they were on a mission to do because they're top top four in the East right now. I think they'll probably drop a couple spots yeah, now without I Jimmy so Butler too. there. So, I mean, it's really tough to see Jimmy go down at the end of the season heading into the playoffs because if it was earlier in the season, it would be more manageable. But uh, he's going to head in with the injury, and it may be tough for them to kind of get their mojo back. Shout but, out to uh, Jimmy Butler also for, you know, post-surgery going out for Make-A-Wish yes, on a that kid. that was a great video. Jimmy you know, Butler's a real dude, went so, out there. and, and Excuse my crushes, it. dog, but, right? That's what? what he said. He said, excuse my crunches. Oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was like, yeah, just such a good guy for going out and doing that. Kudos to him in the NBA. Um, for making uh, making that happen, dreams come true for some of these young kids that are struggling. Another uh, free throw that I have is the city of Philadelphia. Shout out to them for trying to recruit LeBron James from now. Yes, we'll see what happens, but that's insane we, that they we, got billboards in Cleveland. Yeah, from we posted now. it on our Instagram. Follow us at Talking True Hoops on Instagram and Twitter on our social medias. We posted a picture of the the billboard of its recruiting LeBron to Philly. I think that would be honestly, if anywhere he were to leave in the Eastern Conference, that would be the perfect spot for him to go. Possibly, yeah. You're I right. think that would be just a perfect fit, and and they have the money to sign him because all their young guys are still under contract. So it, it would work out well, I think. And he really likes Ben Simmons, and he you get the vibe that he uh, he likes Joel Embiid, and they got good solid talent around him. Like they got shooters and Bellinelli now, and JJ Redick. And they got other good good players around the team that would fit LeBron's play style much better, I think, than what what uh, what Cleveland has right now. And I think also I'd like to point out real quick about Cleveland. They won the first two games, and everyone thought, oh, everything's fixed. And then they lost the Wizards, and then they beat the Grizzlies, and then they lost the other day to the, the Spurs. And it's like, oh, wait, not everything is completely fixed. Like, yeah, they made improvements, but it's not like it's going to go from – zero to 60 like no. real fast so 
They're lucky they're good enough where they they luck could. they're lucky enough that they have the best player in the world. So it's it, it's gonna make up for it. So ending it off with some more college basketball. Big man on campus. This is the fifth week, I believe, of yes. Big Man on Campus. Who's the BMOC? Let's find out. Big man on campus this week is Carson Edwards, sophomore guard from per, or out of Purdue from uh, Oilmakers from Texas. He's averaging 18.2 points per game, 3.8 rebounds per game, three assists per game, and his past games against Minnesota, he had 18 points and then a huge game against Illinois with 40. Against Penn State, he had 27, and uh, Purdue is playing really good basketball. They were at one point number one in the nation. I don't believe they are anymore no, with the new. They are not. They are definitely not. I don't believe because they they're 26 and five. So this kid plays good ball, man. I, do you see him as a top? I don't know if he's gonna leave for because he he kind of he kind of gives me the vibe that he's a guy that could stay for like four yeah, years. Yeah, he's gonna stay four years. I so think. I, don't I don't think, think he's, he's a guy that'll that. go in the draft. Although his stock is rising very well. He won. Uh, he won player the official NCAA Player of the Week, so we had to show him some respect. But what do you think uh, Purdue could do in the tournament this year? I Anything? think Purdue could actually um, they could go pretty far. They got the big man Hawes down low, and they got this kid Edwards on the outside. So that's a pretty good combo to build off of. I think Purdue will probably be top three seed, you know, in the in March Madness. Hopefully, they put in if they make it to the um, to their championship, the big uh, Big Ten final. Then they'll um, they'll probably get a one or two seed because they are that good. And I yeah, think- they've uh, they've been playing really good ball all year. Like they started out number one, and I've been here. Like analysts were like, "Oh, they're 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 a team that's going to go to the March or go to March Madness and win it all." It's like, oh, well, let's slow down there. You know, there's still a lot of time left, and they've dropped a little bit. But I still think that they're a team that's very good and could definitely hold their uh, their solid reputation in the tournament. I think that they could get at least to the Sweet 16. They're a team, obviously, because of their talent, that could definitely get to the Final Four, but yeah, it's, the number, it's, it's March Madness. They're you the number uh, three in the country right now. I think they'll they'll get a number one if they beat Michigan State at the uh, in the Big Ten Championship. Yeah. But you and, never know because Ohio State upsets. Uh, Michigan is also good. It's a, it's a pretty good conference, the Big Ten, so it'll be fun to watch. Probably the best in basketball. Or college basketball. Oh, I don't know about that. Big 12? Big 12 this year is pretty good. Big 12? Oh, okay. Big 12 is pretty good. Yeah, so, I mean, who knows? Maybe one of the first four teams will r- beat Purdue and then eventually get to, like, the Sweet 16. It's it's completely unpredictable, but... You never know, man. March never Madness. know. It's going to be exciting. Carson Edwards, this week's big man on campus. That's it for this episode, episode 21 of the Talking True Hoops podcast. Please go ahead and subscribe on iTunes, on Apple Podcasts. Definitely hit us with the follow on Instagram and Twitter, at Talking True Hoops. Love to hear your thoughts if we got our uh, big man on campus correct, if you like our fantasy studs and bums. What do you think of the, the whole NCAA situation and everything like that? So that's it for this, week, uh, this week's episode for Nick Parabolos and Robert Schlatter signing off. Thank you very much. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Talkin' True Hoops podcast with Robert Schlatter and Nick Parabolos. Once again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow our social media, Talkin' True Hoops on Twitter and Instagram. Join us next week for more basketball talk on Talkin' True Hoops.